you devotion for Ayappa? Why in the world do not be great? Namaste. Welcome to the edition of Indica presented by Indica and Indica Academy Network. Indica Academy, for those of you who are not familiar with this body, is a non-profit seeking to bring an intellectual, cultural and spiritual renaissance based on Indic spiritual civilizational thought. It enables public intellectuals to discover their potential, transform them as thought leaders, and nurture them to become social entrepreneurs. Indic Academy also incubates, invests, and assists social enterprises, delivering a product, service, or an experience that is based on Indic thought. These aims are achieved through our scholarships and grants, courses and programs, networks and platforms, and affiliates. Indic Academy provides scholarships to students and seeks to build relationships with institutions. Currently, they have an MOU with the Kanchi Mat, Kanchi University, and Chinmaya They provide fellowship, research, and travel grants to scholars and public intellectuals, publishing grants to digital platforms and first-time grants for conducting projects, and entrepreneurial grants for nurturing entrepreneurship, such as the Pondi Lit Fest, Bharat Shakti, and the recently concluded Indic Team Fest. They conduct online and offline courses and programs, including workshops, seminars, retreats, and conferences. As regards their networks and platforms, they enable public intellectuals to connect, cooperate, and collaborate with one another by nurturing various networks, such as Indica Network, Indic Activist Network, Indic Author Network, and Indic Economic Network. They're currently incubating platforms such as Indic Today, Indic Book Club, Indic Knowledge Systems, Creative India, Advaita Academy, and Indic Festivals. Under their affiliate programs, they act as financial and or thought partners to other social enterprises. Some recent examples are Garuda Prakashan and Wade Wapi Foundation. Now that I have introduced the host behind today's chat, let me introduce the three hugely inspiring ladies who I have the great fortune of conversing with today in this edition of Indicha that focuses on social media in the service of Dharma. Today we have amongst us Anjali Georgiou, who describes herself as a cultural enthusiast who worships and cherishes the greatness of the Indic civilization. Anjali Ji is a founding member of both People for Dharma and Indic Collective. She is one of the prominent forces behind the Ready to Wait campaign and movement. Welcome, Anjali Ji. Welcome. Thank you, Dimple. Uh, we also have Padma Pillai the founder-director of a lead generation company called Moving the Needle. Proud mom of a teenager who she has been homeschooling to shape him into a vital part of the society. Padma Ji is a part of two social campaigns, Ready to Wait and Together We Can. Welcome, Padma Ji. And now the third member of this August panel, Shilpa Nayarji, who was born in Mumbai but raised in Dubai. Dubai has been her karma bhumi all along, but that has not stopped her for contributing to various causes across the world while running a hugely successful business. A recipient of Pravasi Ratna Award 2018, Shilpaji is the co-convener of Indian People's Forum and the president People for Dharma. She coordinates with the embassy in Dubai to provide assistance to Indians in need. She gets distress calls from hospitals and jails even at midnight is what I am told. Welcome, Shilpaji. Thank you. Namaste. 
At the outset, I would request all the other joinees and participants to kindly mute their microphones till such time as we open the discussion to the audience in the concluding part of the program. Uh, in the interim, you can keep typing your questions in the chat box which is provided on the right side. If you look below, there's a ribbon that says chat, you click on it and you can put in your questions. We would request you to kindly use the format name colon question. For example, if I were to post a question, I would put dimple colon, what is your question? Uh, with the guidelines discussed and agreed, even though unilaterally, let's begin from the start. Anjali ji, uh, all of us know that you ladies have uh, pioneered the Ready to Wait campaign which attracted support from like-minded people and it actually transformed into Ready to Wait movement. Can you tell us something about it, how it all happened? Um, hi Deva. Okay, first of all, uh, let that we three women Although for the past two years we were campaigning and we were, and we were known to all of you by as forces behind this ready to wait campaign and uh, talking about Shabrimalar case and everything, but this is the first time we three are coming for, together in a live, not even in live, live in a live talk, but even in real world we have never met before. How wonderful! <laughs> So yeah, it's Indic Academy. This Indic Chat is the first platform where we three are coming together, and yeah, that's a real surprise. Like it's everything started from online, and then people never would imagine that total strangers would uh, can really make something really big like this uh, ready to wait campaign and uh, culminating into people for Dharma. So let me, if I, uh, let me recollect what all the events, what happened, you know, what culminated into uh, all that uh, behind the People for Dharma and Ready to Wait campaign. So in last year, in two years ago, in, uh, I think somewhere around on 24th or uh, around 24th or 23rd of August, 2016. So I got a call from Times Now. So I live in Germany and uh, once fine day, uh, somebody called me from Bombay and I was surprised how they got my number and you know you never we are ordinary people like we never expect any um mainstream media people to call us like suddenly like that extraordinary spirit that you have to accept <laughs> but but then i was a bit panicked like they they, they asked me that we got uh, your number from someone uh, who in fact, later I understood that is actually one boy who is my Facebook friend itself. Like we are all of us, our Facebook friend who was with us already in uh, in other uh, in in Facebook. So, so I was really panicked hearing that they wanted to talk to me. I like if I give a bite to times now. So I told see. Uh, they told that I. They were told that I am an expert in Shaurimala. Then I was like, "Oh my God, I am not the, as a, that big an expert, I, but I can talk about it. But it would be even be better to talk to my friend who has done quite a research on uh, that with the, uh, on Velutachan and uh, Shaurimala. 
So I that's how I directed them to Patma Jaychi. So so then they contacted her, and they uh, tried to get her. They got her uh, videos and talked to her, and we were expecting that to be telecasted as they told. Okay. So. Uh, but that was not telecasted. But because of that, uh, since we were expecting her to be shown in the that day's uh, Arnab's show, we were we actually were eagerly waiting in front of the TV and we were watching it. So once we watched it, the program was about Haji Ali. That was the time when this Haji Ali case was in real uh, discussion with the Tripti Deshai and all. Okay. And uh, that was on 27th August, I think, or 26, 27th August, I think. So that evening we were, uh, so already we three and few other people in Facebook have, was having a small chat group, which we formed because we, we actually, when we saw in Facebook uh, that this um, false propaganda regarding Shabrimala temple has been going on that a Christian character being introduced into the Shabrimala temple's uh, story, the Ayyappa legend. So in order to find out the truth behind this Christian character, but fi uh, no, first we, that was Rahul Ishwar who has been talking about it. So we actually went and we were ordinary trolls, if you say, that's like uh, trolls we were. So we went and uh, commented in that po in his post and asked what is the truth, how get that can be possible. So we were skeptical about this new Christian character in the Shabrimala legend. So we wanted to find out the truth. So um, we argued and tried to do some research and we couldn't find any convincing things. So we again, we went and fought, fought there, like as any trolls. So then Rahul gave some numbers, phone number of people to make, to prove his point. And usually whichever phone number he gives or anything, no one cares. Everyone just fight in, the, in, fight in that Facebook uh, post or you know just comment and troll or whatever but patma chechi actually called he she actually called that number and tried to find out what what they will be giving so in order to then once she called and talked to the that was a uh, that was a, a number of a person associated with the family uh, which is associated in the ayappa legend so, so it's a present generation guy. So she talked to them and then she got a lot of information. Then we, we wanted a space for us to discuss all these things and share this knowledge within ourselves because we cannot outright tell everything in public. And so we made all this, we all who know each other in Facebook with, uh, and we knew that we all are of like, you know, are like-minded people. We joined together and made a group. That's how this one group was formed and we did enough um, some uh, research and wrote some articles in Malayalam and all to, you know, to talk, tell about whatever we found out about this Velutachan character. And before that uh, itself, there is another one uh, friend of us who is in our group named Krishna Priya. So she and me together had written an article about Shabrimala temple in Malayalam, whichever we could find out, you know. And the same article I have written, made into English and I have published in my internet. I think many of my Twitter followers are familiar with that article. 
so that all have been there and then with this virutachan thing we uh, discussions we formed this group and this all happened i think in january or uh, in 2015 i think but then we somehow you know we had this disc- uh, may ha- developed this association and discussions so fr- in that group there was another one boy vishnu who actually felt like uh, it is better that we some of us she he always do that tell that that see you chechis are better no- knowledgeable you guys should be uh, given opportunity to talk about things but usually in the media and all usually it's, um, it's not such people who are being uh, presented so compared to those people you people have more to offer so within with that mind he just like that called times now and uh, wanted to um uh, get gives give us some opportunity or you know maybe he felt like you know in the discussions which arnab is doing in times now maybe uh, some of the devotee women also should have to be de- represented you know just like that he called times now and gave my number telling that i am some researcher and some big person who know a lot of things about shabrimala that's how they called me but i was panicked <laughs> so i gave the now i directed them to patma chechi and they gave got the bite of patma chechi and uh, she really or uh, she talked to them and we waited for the thing for the uh, that to be telecasted but yeah. that day what happened in news hour is that she was her video was not telecasted okay fine like we are anyway not insignificant people so doesn't matter but what happened is that with this uh, haji ali uh, case arnab yeah, that everyone knows arnab has been putting shabrimala into uh, all this and he was this right to pray campaign is something very precious for him so he really with tripti deshai and all what all comments that have been happening you know all that discourse that was happening in that day in uh, in that news hour that really pained us we really got really we really got i don't know we were really sad that we we wanted to tell the actually in the initial uh, mood of us was that we wanted to usually when some debates happen when we tweet do uh, it tagging times now and news server and all arnab is not in the twitter but still i think so that even for other journalists also these things will um, help them to you know they will be reading this that is the all idea about us tweeting things in uh, tagging people even media people so we tagged we thought okay we we do something we use what we have that is our twitter and facebook handles and we uh, talk to arnab so that arnab get convinced and get he, let him mellow down a bit all his uh, attacks not attacks you see all his uh, he is so uh, strong and loud so let him mellow down a bit that was the our only in, interest in the beginning so we tweeted putting arnab's poster telling arnab you should know that temples in kerala is different from temples in north india see you have to understand that the diversity of india is maintained by maintaining all these various unique uh, you know rituals and all then that's how then we were like you know in that chat group when we were talking we made this hashtag like ready to wait like we are ready to wait that's how the cha- hashtag was originated and then that was taken into the public by using this poster and the tweets if you search in twitter and all you will find that poster 
and in uh, also Padma Jaiji had already posted in Facebook telling that about all that what he she felt after that uh, is a small stint with Times Now. And then that was on a Friday. So we had then we, we were talking and everything and then we just thought, okay, we put uh, we put Facebook, a post, I, I put a post regarding Shabrimala that that also got a lot of publicity. I mean, a lot of people came, liked it and shared it like it was, I never got that much likes and share before. So, so then we were like, we can, we should do more. And we thought we will get some photos of holding the placard and telling that is something which we can do without anybody's help. So, and we asked other women also, and then we contacted some other women who are also our friends in Facebook and asked that we all do this. And then Suja Pavitran and uh, Smita and Radhika, many other women also joined us and we all started putting this. Then media also took it up, English media. I don't know why the mainstream media took it up that day. Maybe um, they wanted to, they felt like it is a kind of, it's, a, uh, you know, we are anyway addressing Arnab. I mean, the first tweets were addressing Arnab. It was uh, actually a counter to right to pray campaign of times now. Maybe that might be the reason. I don't know. I mean, considering the, all the other events, maybe that is the reason, whatever. Even NDTV carried our news. Wow, that is something. Yeah. NDTV carried uh, Indian Express, Deccan Chronicle, all this media. But surprising, not surprisingly, interestingly, that uh, in Malayalam media haven't carried anything about us. Only two or three online uh, online portals, and they are only them. But that's how it is in Malayalam. But all the lot of Malayali women really joined us because we all share same sentiments, and they, everybody was were actually waiting for somebody to do something so that we we get an opportunity to speak so so far whatever was been happening was kind of like in a cake in somebody will go to court somebody means somebody in from latians delhi or some uh, liberal feminist will go to court for seeking their rights to you know seeking some rights against some temple or hindu practice and the concerned temple will be party of the case because they will be the respondent and the government and the Devasam board will be in there. They, nobody asks what is the opinion of the normal devotees. True. And even the news discussions, all that noise we hear in the media, they also, they're also no one invite any normal people to know what is their stand. It's kind of like, you know, the, when that idea that, that white man's burden, it's somewhat kind of a brown version of it. That they think, they really think that these unwashed, stupid Hindus have no clue how to speak. So, inst so they no one cares what they need. They just want to empower all these poor, stupid, uh, pagan uh, natives. And they just take care of the, you know, like they think we are the ones who want to speak for them. And what we want is what Hindus want. Actually, it is not. That, that is what we, we wanted to speak. And in while tweeting, all these ideas come up and started speaking and speaking. And more and more, like uh, we wrote in Facebook and everyone resonated and more women who share the same opinion joined and it became a big movement. And then I think then Arnab Goswami wanted, felt 
like that is so nice of him like he really felt that yeah this is against right to pray that means i should give make a debate between right to pray and ready to wait so that that can be balanced uh, that is really great of him that he did that so our, our woman in padma and shilpa everybody went there and that was then the our woman and for one second or one second if you notice that video you will see arnab went speechless oh wow <laughs> that is something which uh, i think that is a very big achievement for a novice for some for a woman who like patma jaychi was asking about some uh, i mean he was telling using vedas to counter our argument or something and she asked like is the temple in veda or something like that then he was confused because he had no idea so he it's so uh, the thing is for one second he couldn't tell anything so that really is a great achievement for a novice i find that to be a very very you know uh, a moment for a normal online twitter people to feel that yeah we are also something <laughs> we are we can also do something you know that feeling and then meanwhile friends and others uh, well wishers advised us to go for the case because anyway that it doesn't matter whatever discussions is happening offline or online what what matters is that how what supreme court is going to the, the supreme court verdict that is all what matters so it's not that you you have to convince the media or convince the public you have the, the, the judges also should be convinced that is the fine, that is the only you know the real logical culmination of whatever narrative is being set then shilpa jaychi was uh, like she was ready to go go for the court and she was so strong in that and um, that's how we thought okay then we make a, a some trust or society a legal entity and go because that will be more easy rather than some random individuals going or you know this is just a hashtag campaign so a hashtag can be used by anyone so if tomorrow somebody some random person used the hashtag and told some stupidity that also will come on our head so we didn't want to be that much uh, that much uh, weak or you know delicate in our discourse we they were very vulnerable in our discourse so we wanted to be to our side to be a bit more legally strong because so that because we don't want anything illegal to happen from our side so if at all somebody do some violence on using ready to wait hashtag that to also come on our head we really didn't want to do anything like that we just wanted to express our opinion and tell the world that the devotee women who are capable of talking for themselves are talking telling this and we have this opinion and that resonates with every other ayappa devotee in south india not just kerala tamil nadu karnataka and andhra pradesh and even beyond so that's how we we started the people for dharma so we already some we had few friends in chennai who are uh, whom who offered the help to you know all the thing all the running around and the process of running a uh, you know establishing a legal organization registration process and everything this revilojanan ayengar and co so that's how they came into picture like you know in this ready to wait we got some help of men also in that sense but uh, 
to be to tell them that that really helped us that they are very uh, learned you know really learned people about hindu scriptures very young guys that's a model for everyone that young people who are who have various uh, kind of uh, positivity you know strength various strength and they all join together through online and formed this uh, organization and went to the court and yeah that is how our um, what i what i can say this ready to wait movement which originated budded from the normal from normal to- trolls in the social media culminated yeah. into a real uh, activism stage and uh, it's uh, in a productive manner so that's that's the story thank you so much anjali that was really informative uh, padma ji uh, would you like to talk about the initial response to the movement so i'm sure it could not have all been very positive because uh, i'm sure that you know such initiatives generally drive flag from the opposition there must have been fence sitters apathetic i mean as was evident from the tv discussions you know we could see that there were people who appeared clueless but still got the chance to articulate in those tv discussions and all so how did you carry in the face of such circumstances please tell us one second i think your mic is on mute let me unmute your mic just a second yeah please go on yeah so like anjali said common women who were just uh, you know in social media writing a few things maybe uh, discussing about various issues you know uh, all that but suddenly coming together for a cause and it's it's swami ayyappan who has uh, brought us together this entire group of people because we started connecting and having a common group for this topic though uh, not about uh, women's entry and uh, we were just common we are we still are this common people so uh, for us um, you know there is a sort of an anger that bubbled up inside when we started off and we said that you know the kind of uh, rhetoric that is going around about the subject was very uh, very distressing as a devotee myself it was very distressing for me uh, personally and all the friends that we connected we shared this opinion that why are we being subjected to such kind of uh, drivel i mean half baked knowledge and such a sense of entitlement from the other crowd you know as if we are all a pathetic low life uh, people who have no clue about uh, anything any any constitution who have been suppressed by men into thinking that you know we should not uh, ever question um, uh, such norms or stuff like that and we were really upset that we were being uh, belittled yes so that that was this, the core the point where we started so the outrage was there in us but little did we know that our outrage was something the outrage on the other side was like a tsunami of uh, offense but what helped us is the overwhelming positive response from people around us when we started off when we said that this is what we feel and we want to speak about it that was the only thing that we started with we said we want to speak about it we are not going to agree and the campaign that you know the hashtag that anjali and uh, one of our other friends sat together and it's it's come out of their brains it's beautiful we did not want to offend anybody we did not want to fight we said we are ready to wait so waiting is something that is in our right 
nobody can come and tell us that we are tools of patriarchy or something just because we say we will wait but the response of the devotees around us see i have i am born and brought up in kerala my family has been going on the shabrimala pilgrimage for many years i have seen i have been taken in uh, when i was young my mother went for the first time when she was 55 i've seen the kind of devotion that you know has been uh, practiced in the whole village where i have lived so um the response from everybody when we started speaking up people started walking up to me or people started uh, messaging me my mother got messages from people because i don't stay in kerala they said that this is something that we wanted to say wow and that is the response that you know suddenly just took us up the kind of response that ready to wait the hashtag the kind of people from australia singapore and all sending photos to us from murugan temple i mean we were stunned and shocked so the initial response was very positive and we were literally uh, given a lot of courage uh by that positive response saying that we are not alone and we are now we were then we had the responsibility on our shoulders that we were speaking for these tens of thousands of people now yes and then the, there was the other side uh like anjali said you know the, the the trolls on facebook we could manage because we were masters at it we were fighting with you know being in kerala and malayalam facebook is full of uh, yuktivadis uh, full of marxist people so we have you know we we have sharpened our swords battling with them in facebook and this was fine for us yes. we were you know we were used to doing that giving them you know answers or trolling them back and things like that but this went beyond this was not just then people speaking to us in facebook it was media reporting if you would read the articles which were put out by the happy to bleed campaigns or the others who wanted to get entry into the temple it was vicious so mainstream media was not carrying us at that till that time and uh, and i think beckon chronicle um news minute and few other people started carrying us when more and more people started putting photos of ready to wait and then like anjali said um whatever happened we were pulverized uh, in arnab's debate but um he gave us the opportunity to come out and speak to the nation yes that program had the reach that nothing else probably could have given us and you know over, he was completely against our notion and he came down like a ton of bricks on us but that said those two or three seconds of what we could speak reached out to people and then the twitter uh, you know the crowd then there was a poll i think uh, there was a poll by times now about this and you know it was probably the first time in times now's history that uh, times now lost the poll and uh, it was overwhelming but the opposition came from different areas but the consistent opposition has always been from the post modern modernist leftist version of feminism mm-hmm. which tries to tell us women what is best for us it is somebody who comes in from somewhere with no clue about our dharma no clue about uh, our temples or methods or anything about rituals or traditions or why and where they just want to tell us that this is ideal for women and we are the arbitrators of what is ideal and those were the people who hunted us and for them as the sight of a few common uh, women coming out and expressing their opinions and in a strong way was just not digestible they were so called feminists but they did everything in the books many of the journalists included made such nasty comments about us it was it turned personal in many cases um and the campaign itself uh, they st- said that it is uh, it is like ready to sati ready to die 
know they started putting out uh, um, counter campaigns that you know we, these women are ready to sati so then it, it started making us think that do these people not understand the difference between sati and rituals in a temple so the opposition from the mod post modernist feminists uh, stems from a place where they think that they are consumers everything is a consumerist attitude they say we are consumers and everything should that we demand and that we need should be handed to us in a platter mm-hmm. and we set the terms of engagement and this uh, idea of feminism comes from the semitic culture uh, these are all these are people ha- are actually have no original idea so they are talking what is happening in america and in uh, europe and they bring it over and they indianize it in the context and push it down and so that is why hindus are their best targets because um, you know in america they have the white people that they can attack here we are we are the unfortunate whites in india the hindus so we can slam for everything uh, but the fact is that indic civilization does not fit into the uh, narrative set by the feminism because we don't have a male god any semitic religion if you go to has only a male god all the apostles are male all the teachers are male all the uh, the prophets are male uh, you know if you have an angel who comes down that's male uh, feminine is completely missing there is no concept of there is no feminine so that is where the narrative of feminism came in where the women had to fight to be seen yes. here an indian man he goes into the puja room and he sees a devi sitting there in full splendor arms in all her eight uh, eight hands the, that is where the core disconnect is felt why indian women do not fall into the ambit of this fem- so called feminism that our opponents say is because we our religion itself places women at a different level yes we are considered different from men because we are <laughs> yes accept it <laughs> so difference does not mean inequal equality does not mean sameness it is does not mean that you know we we suddenly become androgynous and you know that does not that is so this this concept of feminism that came in from there this was copied by all these uh, people from jnu from you know <laughs> all those places jadavpur university and all that and then suddenly this became mainstream and then they decided that you know this diversity that the, the, the religion of hinduism offers in terms of rituals and traditions we have women who do varalakshmi uh, vratam men don't do yeah. why why should women be made to pray for the health of their husbands i mean it went beyond anybody's in anybody who has a minimum level of intellect could understand that this narrative was stemming from something which is very unindian but our biggest opponents to start with are these people who felt that as indian citizens we are consumers the courts and the governments and the temples and every institution should meet our demands should be at our beck and call for all of our needs and wants and the limits of their wants were set by themselves so uh, it went on to a level of infantilism they were like becoming like children throwing a tantrum when their needs were not met and we saw a full fledged tantrum With respect to Shabrimala Women's Entry, and before that in Shani Shingnapur, absolutely, it was a full-fledged tantrum thrown by infantile human beings who just could not accept the fact that some things in life are left the way it is because it has worked for centuries. It has not harmed anybody. It has, in fact, benefited millions of people. No, their limited intellects 
it's like a child with who needs a toy who says no i want it i want it and rolling on the floor and make throwing a tantrum absolutely so that was a, that, that that those people were the beginning the origin of this happy to bleed bhumata brigade tripti desai and everybody and they were the ones who pushed back initially and we were willing to take their pushes because we were also opposing them then came the other levels which really jittered us we were expecting marxists and you know all those people only to attack us but there were people within hinduism itself oh half the skeeda of progressiveness who have that has been there sorry to say this um progressiveness does not mean that you know you have you suddenly think that it is okay to change everything that you does not fit your schedule you might have chosen a life you live in an apartment so you might not have a tree in your angan it's fine it's your choice but when somebody has a tree in their angan and they want to do puja under it and then you say that that's very regressive that's crossing your line that is when you cross over from your lane and cut into somebody else's lane and this is has been happening with a lot of hindu people who suddenly find themselves unable to cut, uh, match up keep up to these traditions and then suddenly decide it's not my fault it's because these are all not relevant anymore religion of convenience religion of convenience so those are the ones who came and said no look chaprimala was uh, having a restriction because it was a jungle now there is transport so it's easy to go now why not we go and we are looking at each other's faces you know not literally among facebook and like you know what is this guy saying <laughs> we are asking each other because these are the people that we find it very hard to counter because they are our brothers at the end of the day they are in the hindutva journey with us True. so we find it very hard to counter we don't we don't want to offend them but we really need to talk to them then we started then anjali and her uh, you know super brain she started writing articles left right flying it all over the place it got published speaking to these people these fencers or you know dharmic or uh, hindu progressives speaking to them and saying that this is diversity in our culture and this is something that we have to preserve and things like that many people came came over oh wow many people did but still there are a bunch of people who believe that you know all a hindu needs are vedas you you read vedas and you have to imagine parabrahma in front of you and that's it and then you meditate close your eyes and meditate they they do not have any botheration of a person who might be so sunk in misery in their life that when they close their eyes they get depressed they need to go to a temple and stand in front of a powerful being and say that please help me so there is no accommodation for uh, the psychological needs of various levels of people some people say that i have arrived i have become an advaiti or and i have become a vedanti and i have arrived so all the other people who have arrived are like those you know uh, heathens uh, <laughs> like they say in the bible those pagans and heathens who are people who need those stones and pictures to worship and that kind of disdain that kind of narrative where you know we were looked at as people who have not reached anywhere in the spiritual journey who were you know uh, who were trying to impose these kind of regressive systems into people not allowing people to rise out of their misery and come into vedanta so those crowds started coming and then um, then obviously the the set of people who uh, once it started clicking the campaign went uh, somewhere people who were objecting to us also came in and said no no we were also part of it wow he started it he gave the idea to anjali you know there are people <laughs> so um multi level opposition 
But see, and Shilpa, Shilpa was attacked unnecessarily because she came in and she put her money where the mouth is. None of us could do that. She came in and she said, "I'm starting this trust. I'm going to, have, you know, come physically come travel so many times from uh, from Dubai." And she has a business of her own. And she comes in, she does this work, and then she is randomly attacked, and she is misquoted in media, yeah. saying that she has asked for somebody to be beaten up or stopped at uh, Shabarimala. There was misquoting, there was random stuff. So this was the kind of opposition that we were not prepared for. But uh, I think uh, because uh, we, we all of us are believers, none of us are in this for just the political reason. We feel that Ayapan has brought us together. And we feel that you know he is there every time that we stutter, stammer, falter. He is there. He'll rise us up. He'll he'll join us together. But the thing about this group has been that everybody consistently plays to our strengths. We are not competing with each other. And as a social media group where we have not met each other, we were not friends in personal life before. But we came together for this this campaign. And ups and downs, yes. Discussions, arguments, yes. But at the end of the day, when uh, somebody calls me and says that you know there is somewhere that you have to give an interview, I put on my clothes and I go. When and some uh, some uh, some question comes up randomly, Anjali just takes on her computer and writes the article. Whenever there is a hearing, whatever is happening in Shilpa's life, she is there. And there is a huge bunch of uh, I would call them kids, which are because I am much older than them, on Facebook who you know keep us. Who boost us? Who bring us articles? Who research? Who send us points? And overall, they, you know, boost our uh, morals every day on the group. So this is how it works. We would have fallen flat if it not were for um, that kind of collective strength. Wow, pretty yes. interesting. Very very inspiring. Shilpa ji, people for dharma. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, so it was an outcome of the success of Ready to Wait camp movement. So it began first, and then people for Dharma came into being. So can you please tell us something? Um, and uh, yeah, first of all, thank you, Dimple, and thank you, Indic uh, Academy, for organizing this uh, event, so that uh, we can, you know, online we can be in touch with a lot of people who would like to uh, clear their doubts on what uh, Ready to Wait is and uh, people for Dharma is. to add to my colleagues um, anjali and uh, padma um you know i I'd, i'd like to just briefly say a few words on you know what went through with uh, ready to wait um uh, ready to wait uh, when we started off i should say as you have now heard them it was not a very easy journey for us it was a very um, difficult path with a lot of pebbles and stones and all thrown at us <laughs> so um we were uh, you know uh, uh, at times we were desperate also we were like in a in a state of despair uh, like you know why are they doing this to us so what what i could see from this is that um, they have actually classified us into a different category you know it is a form of racism it is a form of prejudice you know when they see modern women coming forward and viewing their opinion it is not uh, taken as like um, you know uh, as devotees uh, voice it's not taken as like that how can a modern woman become a devotee this is their question yeah. how can a person like uh, padma and anjali have been born and brought up in kerala padma is uh, running her own business in uh, hyderabad and very successfully anjali is in germany doing very well in her life 
they cannot accept this. Myself, I am from Dubai and uh, running my own business again. So they cannot accept people like this, you know, coming forward with your voice as a devotee. So they started, you know, making up stories and they started, I think, uh, bringing up scandalous, uh, you know, threads. I think they should, they will become better novel writers than, uh, or a Mills and Boone writer than, uh, you know, whatever they're doing on Facebook. So we were attacked. We were completely attacked. You know, why are these women, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Anjali, for, for example, she has a Christian name. But she is more Hindu than I feel <laughs> many of us put together, you know, sometimes the way she goes and, you know, sometimes I'm, I myself is a bit mild. I just take it easy, but she doesn't leave that, you know, she just goes behind them. She just goes and fights. So um, she was attacked for her name, you know, uh, she, she was attacked that she was an evangelist or she's somebody, you know, they, they come up with these like really strange stories, you know. And uh, Padma was attacked, uh, you know, for for being outright and you know uh, outspoken. I was attacked because I I went to Supreme Court and I I wore lipstick. You know, that was my uh, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so these were the uh, you know the kind of people who sort of like uh, started. So we were like you know we never uh, sort of like uh, went back. We never retracted. We kept on going because what what kept us going is what Padma just now said the uh, the, the many supporters we had and uh, the support what we saw and of course Lord Ayapa who was all along with us and who is all along with us you know as devotees if you see uh, the common man you know on the street an auto rickshaw guy or a grocery guy or um, you know any common uh, you know housewife okay if you compare their devotion our devotion is the same level. <laughs> So to speak, you know, so we are actually, we, we wanted to voice their opinion, uh, nothing more than that. So this was uh, how we started off ready to wait. Uh, we, when we started off, we never knew that we would actually get so much of support. Uh, we got support not only from all over uh, the country in India, also from abroad. Uh, many ladies came up and they, you know, held the board and they said ready to wait. We are ready to wait till the age of 50 to see Lord Ayapa. So we were like very, very uh, happy to see this. But the real fight was happening in the Supreme Court and uh, online campaign. Everything was good because that was an influence. Uh, you know, it could influence the decision makers. Uh, but at the same time, the Supreme Court is where the real fight is going on. And we wanted our voice to be heard there. So that is when Anjali, um, uh, we have a team of like nine people, Aravinda Lochanan, Aishwarya, Ravi Lochanan, um, Akshay, uh, Srihari, Madhusudanan, uh, and this is uh, Shalini. Okay, so this, this was our initial team who came forward and said, let us do this, let us form a trust, and let us be party to the case, let us intervene in the case, so that we can tell our uh, part of the argument and, you know, we can express ourselves as devotees. So that's how we formed People for Dharma. And uh, as a divine intervention, we got two uh, very good lawyers, uh, advocate on record, Suvidat Sundaram, and uh, pleading advocate, our uh, Sai Deepak, who is now known as, yeah, who is now known as uh, the deities advocate. <laughs> because the way he put up his presentation, even our Chief Justice of India has actually commended him. So we're very happy uh, on what he has done to us and for us uh, and for himself. He's also a big devotee, actually. <laughs> um, so when I went to the Supreme Court for a hearing two years back, 
this was not the scenario actually uh, our chance didn't come as as such and there was some other lawyer from another uh, uh, group who was talking and um, at that point of time uh, our uh, supreme court was like uh, no why why women are not enter entering uh, shabrimala you know i can't understand this because uh, you know some people say lord krishna is their son some people say lord krishna is their father but i mean that's not the thing like why you know women cannot enter this is like you know it's not logical you know so what they don't understand is that logic logic is one thing but belief is also another thing like which is very important for devotees mm -hmm. so uh, when i came out of supreme court uh, like uh, when I, when i came out and we had a press conference we had a lot of uh, journalists coming up and asking us questions and there was one girl who was like around 20 years Uh, lord ayappa i am really feeling towards lord ayappa why can't i go and see so i said yes definitely you should go and see lord ayappa if you have motherly feeling you should go and see lord ayappa but not this lord ayappa there is the same lord ayappa in a baby form in wow. kurthupura you can go and meet him there and give your motherly feeling there so she understood this point there was another group who said that look look at this i mean you uh, people should be thankful to feminists who are trying to enter the temple because they are fighting for your rights i said hindu women don't need any help we know how to fight our own battles if there is a problem in our system we will rectify it ourselves we don't need outside help for that but very much thank you for that so there were like so much of such, such questions going on but uh, fortunately now we can see that the supreme court has actually uh you know started understanding and we are very thankful to lord ayappa and our advocates and our supporters for this uh now people for dharma when we formed uh we chose that name people for dharma because we didn't uh, put a specific lord ayappa name or a shabrimala name why because we were very um, clear on a point that there are going to be more attacks on hindu temples and hinduism and all that and we would like to stand for that we would like to fight for those causes and issues so that is why we chose this name people for dharma and now people for dharma's main motive is to um, sort of uh, to protect the native traditions and beliefs of hinduism and hindu temples uh, along with uh, shabrimala uh you know we 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 have taken up other cases as well now we have many cases in fact who uh, people have come forward people have you know organizations people temples they have come forward having the confidence in uh, people for dharma and they have come forward and you know for example one small example i'll tell you is our uh, the famous sri padmanabha swami temple in trivandrum uh yeah the famous uh, temple who is now famous for its wealth actually but uh, the temple is you know really um, uh, you know the, the deity is a great uh, you know uh, this thing um now uh, what happens in uh, shri padmanabha swami temple is that uh, long before the royal family the the uh, the royals of the travanco uh, royal family they used to be uh, you know uh, custodians of this temple and there was a tradition at that time that uh, the uh, the maharaja or the crown prince or uh, or even the princess uh, who uh, can give birth to the you know heirs of the royal family they were allowed to come in the morning i mean they they had the ritual that they would come in the morning and they would brief to the deity about the affairs of the state 
and now that the state is not in their hands they come they still follow this ritual they come in the morning and they uh, talk to the deity and brief him and give him a description on what is happening in the temple so this is going on now what has happened is that the uh, state government has now put a case uh saying that why are they allowed like this and why are they given privilege like this now they are not in power they should not be so they have been uh, they have filed a case asking for this explanation so we have now intervened in this uh, case and the next hearing uh, our uh, lawyers will be talking to uh, the judge so these are the things small small things we do we take up tiruvattar adikeshwar temple another one everybody knows people for dharma has taken taken that up so i would actually request uh, every swabhiman hindu out there who is listening to this at the moment to please support uh, people for dharma in any way you want because um, uh, the thing is that not everybody can go to court not everybody can you know uh, write like padma and uh, anjali not everybody can talk well or present things well not everybody can uh, you know uh, uh, put in money finance so uh, in any way whatever is possible for you you can you know contribute to uh, people for dharma and let us join hands and fight for our dharma thank cool. you so uh, i mean i would request people who are watching this video to definitely follow the people for dharma twitter handle at least so that you could engage more with the team uh, Yes, we have Twitter. We are very active on Twitter. We are active on Facebook, and the same name, uh, People for Dharma. And our website is also there, which is www. peopleforthadharma. org. Cool. Thank you so much, Shilpa ji. Uh, Anjali ji, uh, in our personal interactions, I have seen you repeatedly credit the success uh, to volunteers and uh, members of the team, and I find it very amazing. So. Can you tell me more about your team? Are your supporters only from the south of India, Kerala? Is it a homogenous mix, or do you have volunteers from across regions, uh, languages, cultures? Could you tell us something about that? Um, first of all, you know this have this started in social media, like Twitter and Facebook, and that is a borderless platform. Yes. Like, uh and it's a very democratic and a borderless platform which is really the most liberal platform which we can which is available in the current world and in twitter so once this um, you know this once uh, one we we ourselves and the, our other friends and uh, those whom I, we could personally ask put out their photos with uh, ready to wait Uh, written in the placard that was the initial uh, step which we did mm? okay but then after that whoever had put the photos like this will be a couple of people which we can really name but after that whoever who have put the put out their photos they all are basically did that because they are part of this movement because they are they all all i have the same message to convey which we or we we also wanted to convey and yeah then we will be and even the malayalis you know the people from kerala are all over the world first of all like they the most most malayalis are in our case now so from sydney um, i think melbourne kerala samajam you know kerala london um, various parts of Various parts of India. There is a lot of Ayappa temple in 
various parts of India. Yeah. Wherever there is a Malayali, there is an Ayappa temple. Yeah. So uh, in New York, there is a lot of Ayappa temples. So all those temples have Ayappa Seva Samajam. And they, all those people really, you know, seeing this, they just, we made a Facebook page for Ready to Wait. And we used to get a lot of photos from various quarters to that Facebook page. And in Twitter, like I remember, see Neha Srivastava, she put, she is not from Kerala. She has, she, I mean, I, Ayappa is basically kind of a regional deity, but she had her photo, lot of our, all of, you know, lot of people in Twitter, you know, from various Garima, um, you know, that Twitter handle Lavanya, sign of five. Various people have really put their foot photos with ready to wait and Sankran Sanu, uh, Nitin Sridhar um, and then many, many people like one another boy, his name I forgot. So many, many people uh, have written articles, you know, we, we didn't know that this people, they all are interested in it or not, but suddenly articles in Swarajya, India Facts and lot of people it became an overwhelming support from various quarters for the for that is all that also that really made it a huge moment and um, and later on also like people who were confused like in North India the temple concept of temple itself is different from the South India so it was not that easy for them like in North India the people can actually go and touch the deity and do the puja like for shivling they can put do the milk abhishegam and everything but in south in kerala we can, we really don't touch the deity we don't even touch the you know we really keep away and we just can see have the darshan so the concept is totally different so that unfamiliarity of the concepts really made many people in north india too uh, under, you know, confused about all this and with all that modern notions together, they all thought it's what is this? Women cannot enter. How, what discrimination is it? That's a sudden reaction comes to anyone. But we, I think that is very important in, uh, in any disco, any kind of a discourse we try, narrative we try to set that regional language, regional language can convey many things to the people of that particular culture and that is quite a different a different method we have to follow to make the region people uh, you know to convey our narrative or whatever we want to tell that's a different method but for in a pan india approach we need to have a different approach hmm. like about shabarimala i whatever i have tweeted i have explained in many articles I don't think that much, that kind of an explanation is needed in Malayalam. Understood. Because every Malayali basically share the same opinion and they don't need explanation from us to understand because they know better. I got a lot of information from various people. Even uh, when this case came up last time, in the la last month, yeah. We actually saw one, oh, that was really, you know, I really felt so humble with that, that a woman from Kerala who is an auto rickshaw driver, she seeing all that various news reports regarding the talks in the court and all that condescending attitude towards the uh, system and the temple, she felt so, so pained. 
So she she told in the her uh, she made a live video in Facebook. In her video, she told that what uh, what she why she is making this video is because she, since she re, when she read the newspaper, she felt like she should tell something. So from out of that feeling that she need to tell something, at least she has a Facebook. She made a live video in that she explained things which we were which which we otherwise were explaining elaborately in english or hindi like in north india or to others we need to explain all these things very much but here everybody knows all this all these points so and various other women seeing all this seeing this video many other women came up with their videos you could see lot of videos of ordinary women ordinary malayali women not even from kannada one woman from mangalore uh, you know various people women from various quarters made their videos telling what is ayappa for them even mothers who have already gone to temple uh, ashabrimala after their after reaching 50 years old they were explaining how it is to go there and how it was for them to wait and what is the essence of the this all concepts these women were explaining so easily so that is why we don't we didn't need to explain too much of things in malayalam whatever we could we had to tell in malayalam or mostly mostly about mostly about you know that some leftists were since every patma pillai shilpa nayar radhika menon everyone has this nayar sub surnames they tried to attack the sambandha system of man, using that attack the nayar community so we had to our one of my our friend only durga she um, wrote an article regarding how a nayar woman is so empowered that you are all this uh, you know abuses which you try to hurl on the nayar community for this for them having that freedom to choose their life partner as they wish in their past so so the abuse what they was trying to attack is that showing the nayar guy putting a placard ready to wait when the nayar woman is having some other uh, person in the bed that is a kind of an attack which is very casteist but it is attacked to an upper caste community so no one cares it's so natural and very nice for this that for this caste warriors you know those people who are against caste in their opinion but in reality when it came to a uh, you know when when some women spoke up they they attacked those women in the most derogatory way which really go against their principles which they stand for the feminist principles and the uh, anti caste equality principles so so such things so, so a bit of negative uh, for those kind of negative things we needed more uh, you know reactions in malayalam but not not to make the people understand because people really know everything or just that they needed someone to speak that into all these people noise makers in the english channels and to the code that's it but for the in, in english we um, had to but explain things the basics the basics of temple the basics regarding the the rituals and the traditions and the basic concepts that was where more we had to concentrate on so identifying that the the various uh, settings of audiences need various kind of explanation that really worked well i guess and um, even i think lavanya wrote, some wrote in hindi 
and if somebody ask someone even someone ask uh, uh, talk to us in uh, hindi or english or you know even the people tamil our other members and people for dharma they are they are, they are tamil tamils and they got lot of material for the uh, for you know the research material the uh, ancient documents to present in the court wow. we, we got it from old tamil people from tamil nadu who are because Tam, tamil nadu is a center see shabarimala is now in kerala it's in in western ghats it's on the kerala side but the other side of the temple is tamil nadu so this all area is actually part of this temples ecosystem yeah. so there are lot of shastra devotees who are real shastra upasakas who have been spending their generations on worship lord shasta lord ayappa so they had lot of materials so many of pe- many people came forward offering that for us to wow. use for our benefit likewise in um in, in many uh, i think in uh, that is a pan indian uh, a, a pan indian movement it became because we could really engage every kind of people with who are actually based with every language like there is it's not i think all this um, all these liberal kind of people all these leftist people they actually try to divide with all these fault lines all these sub cultures sub identities we have they try to uh, try to um, make it you know use it to divide us yeah. but instead if we use those to identify each community each culture and address each culture and unite together for the greater good that can do wonders that is what i understand with all this and likewise in that is see the or even what sai our lawyer jay sai deepak what he argued in the court or the, the all that points that were many of the things were new for the court the our i don't remember cj our chief justice or justice nariman one of them actually told that size arguments were very instructive but for a normal person in kerala a normal hindu in kerala those arguments are just like that you know they know that that is there like our ordinary people are well aware of lot of things but we are not getting a lawyer to speak usually but now we have a lawyer to speak that's the difference <laughs> put it that way wow so what i actually got from uh, what you described is like we need to celebrate each other's cultures and if we know more than one two three languages it's good for us only because then we get to understand each other's cultures amanda i have seen a lot of as you rightly said neha and other people from the north of india east and I've seen them supporting or trying to trend trend the hashtag myself I've seen it so i guess because you use strategy of communication of using different languages that was a brilliant spark of uh, inspiration actually padma ji i'm coming over to you now in addition to being the face of ready to way you're also a part of a campaign called together we can now i realize that in ready to wait you are the leader in together we can you are a part of the group so how is it different working as a leader here and as a supporter here tell us about that 
No, in uh, I, I I start off by disagreeing with you. In both the campaigns, actually, uh, there are no leaders, there are no followers. We are all in it uh, as equal as actually. Uh, there is a sense of sisterhood uh, and brotherhood uh, that comes in uh, because the more you get actively involved and work toward, together towards the common goal, then the more you personally start start feeling attached to the people involved. And uh, you know, I that, and that makes it very easy for us to uh, probably uh, Anjali being very younger than me, but if she tells me something that Deji, you do this this way, and this is how it is done, or this is the information, I'll just shake my head and do it. Because the trust levels are so, um, you know, uh, high now. Now that we are in sisterhood, so there is no leader, no follower. Any of those concepts do not exist. Wow. We are. Um, that is probably why many other social media, um, you know, campaign groups which start off fizzle off, because there will be some people who are trying to gain some traction over it in other uh, ways. Um, I think lesson from both my campaigns, together we can and uh, ready to wait, is that. Uh, only your only intention should be the goal, and if you have side motives, the whole campaign will flop. So um, to speak of together we can, um, it's uh, it's for a specific, very limited, specific cause. Uh, I have, my son is 14 years old, and he is on the autism spectrum disorder. Um, and uh, I, since I am from Kerala, uh, I have a lot of friends, and you know, in in that field, in the in therapy and all that, and. Um, the autism community is such that if a new child, I mean, a child gets a new diagnosis, uh, the first thing they do is after coming home from the doctor, they try to network and find out who else has this condition because it's an unknown thing. Autism is something that is not common between that is uh, that has uh, no similarities between two kids and all that. So the network uh, they approach other mothers, other parents who have children uh, with autism, and then they get into support networks and things like that. And we do it very naturally because we have gone through this. Parents before us have helped us cope, so it's a natural kind of a cycle that we do. So uh, we are, I am part of many of those autism help groups in Kerala, uh, where parents just bounce thoughts, you know, certain very simple to very complex questions about how we deal with the autism and all that. And uh, we started noticing people talking about kids getting injured inside therapy centers because it was closed doors, and the, uh, many of the autistic kids do not get, uh, are not able to speak. So um, unlike uh, ready to wait. This was a campaign that started on the ground, and then came to social media. So um, uh, the ground campaign was that we went to therapy centers and we requested them. We said, please keep the door open, have a CCTV camera, have only qualified uh, people, and all that. But therapy scene in Kerala is very random, and there are no regulations. The government is absolutely not involved. We went to the collector. The collector said, which he asked us, I mean, common women, mothers. The collector asked us. It is a section under under which I can book a therapy center, and we were like baffled, you know, section. Ye kahan se aagya suddenly, you know? And that is when we found out that there is no section. True. Therapy center can do anything that they like, and nobody is there to catch them because there is no section in which to book them. So then we decided that you know we need to go again uh, to court. See, the final ashray of anybody, any citizen in this country is a court. So we wanted to go to court, but. Uh, the limitations of mothers of with children in autism uh, not many people can fit in not many people can come in then we came to social media then we started a campaign we started talking to people we had a psychologist speaking then we had a you know occupational therapist video campaign same template it's the exact same template but we started it uh, on the ground we came to social media then the media came in wow. they wanted to speak to us 
then when the media comes in there is an attention from the government and the government will call us so um, social media has played a very vital role there because we were just breaking banging our heads against the wall but uh, because of social media the media noticed us i think the mainstream media is waiting for stories with some uh, merit because they i i i in my you know it's my wishful wishful thinking maybe um, i think the journalists in mainstream media are also sick and tired of doing this tried and tested tropes of those political debates i think they do want to address genuine issues just that you know they they have to say to the gallery that they think you know <laughs> gives them the trp but uh, media really helped us for which together we can um and the government stepped in but the government again you know uh, did nothing and we went to court because in this particular case we don't need a trust to go to court as individual parents itself we have the locus to approach without a trust so we three mothers me and uh, two others we went to court and filed a pil and the same old story is going on you know uh, so that's how it is uh, but you know the, the the fact is that my my uh, having been part of two successful i would call together we can also successful because we have been able to do a lot of things uh, the, the child rights commission has passed orders you know we have achieved a lot of things but having been part of these two campaigns i uh, really am a big fan of social media now a wow. big fan of social media now because there are people all over the world waiting to connect with you on issues and when you come out and speak about it they inbox you they come to your dm they uh, retweet they reply to you and they give you ideas they give you pointers they have contacts they allow you to use them it's not always about money it's it's about the collective effort and how some something can be suddenly pushed beyond the ordinary level that it is working in so that is the learning for me but social media using the social media it has to be it has to be coming from the heart you have to really like and enjoy working with the people that you are part of if there is a kind of a you know bad negative feelings or you know competition or something like that it will not click i think i have <laughs> that is my learning out of both of these things that's that's actually a brilliant learning and you are one of the few people who have something positive to say about the social media <laughs> considering the impact that you had we have to take your word for it and it Yes. It is your weighted gold kind of a word. It is. Thank you so much for that, uh, Shilpa Ji. I have a question for you. It's a little different. Uh, you've spent almost all your life outside India. So, as a non-resident Hindu, how do you look at and connect with India? That's a very uh, common question asked uh, to me always um, in in Dubai and in India. They they keep asking me like you were you were born and brought up in Dubai, but uh, actually I was born in Bombay. When I was one year old, I uh, shifted to Dubai with my parents and sister. And um, you know, people ask like, how do you know so much about Indian culture and how do you promote all this? Like you know, you're you've been away with uh, you know from, away from your country. Uh, the thing is that um, I should say I should thank my uh, parents. who brought me up uh, with the right values and who taught me uh, you know our traditions and rituals and culture uh, right from beginning my my mother she doesn't even step out of the house without looking at the rahu kala you know so she she she's a person like that we used to never use uh, shampoos uh, you know at our home we used to use the um, hibiscus you know the uh, the leaf of the hibiscus she used to grind that and use it as shampoo it's only now that uh, after i mean uh, she has left me like now 20 years it's 
2018. After that only I started using shampoo and you can see the result. You know, I've lost all my hair. <laughs> so, so, you know, the, the thing is that like all the things what they taught us and, you know, they send me for classes for Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. Uh, in fact, that was out of my own interest. And then, of course, I was trained in uh, the Indian classical dance forms, Bharatanatyam, Mohaniyatam, Kuchipudi, and Kadagali, and the Karnatic music, and I play the Veena as well. So uh, all these, uh, you know, brought in a sense of discipline in me and uh, a thirst for, uh, you know, our culture, our tradition, our temples. Um, even those days when I used to dance, um, you know, I used to research a lot. You know, we used to never have uh, things like Google, Internet, uh, social media, nothing, you know. So so whenever I used to go to holidays, I used to um, take books and read and all that. So, you know, when we see these sculptures in the temples, like with uh, four hands, say a baby is having like two hands up and two hands below, that actually was actually signifying a movement. Not that the Devi had four hands. Wow. Actually, yeah, those days there was no video to be, uh, you know, the video equipment to take that movement. So they just carved it and kept. So that movement is shown as the carving, you know. So like that, so many interesting facts, you know, where, where I found out that dance and music is also a science, not actually an art. It's also a science. You know, when you catch a veena in your hand, it's actually the dancer's, um, uh, you know, uh, measurement where she has to hold her uh, hands while dancing, not towards close to the chest or not far away. It should be just, you know, this distance. So these are the small, small things I learned while uh, growing up in Dubai and coming for my holidays. And thanks to Amar Chitrakata. And, uh, you know, from there I started and then moved on to Swami Vivekananda and uh, Prabhupada. And, you know, <laughs> so of course, thanks to all that. And I feel that our uh, Indian culture and uh, the Hindu dharma has a lot to contribute to the uh, world peace, uh, basically because we not only pay our obeisance and respect to the creator, but also his creations, like the plants, animals, human beings, you know, we, we, we contribute a lot, we um, give respect to all these things. So um, recently I took a class uh, for small children on temples, basically. So, uh, I mean, they are just like me. They're all like Dubai born and brought up uh, kids. Wow. And the same enthusiasm I can see in them. <laughs> and they were asking me all kinds of questions, you know. So I was telling, uh, they were asking one question they asked me was, why are we spending money on temples? You know, why can't we give this to poor people? It's a very valid question. And I think uh, most of us must have faced this question from people. Why are you spending money on temples? You know, why not give it to poor people? See, the answer is that traditionally temples were actually built for service. Service not only to the Lord, but also to the Lord's creations. So you will not find um, a, a line of beggars or, you know, poor people in a movie theater or in a, uh, you know, say a school or a public office. No, you will find where in front of temples. So there people are there to serve and people are there to receive that service as well. So temples are very important. Temples are actually our lives, Indian lives were based around temples. You know, temple was the center of our lives. So that is the uh, importance of uh, temples. And uh, as far as Shabrimala is concerned, um, we, I mean, many people ask like, you know, why women cannot enter? I mean, why not? Why don't you leave the devotees? You know, that is one, uh, one way of 
praying so leave them to that if you're not uh, you know uh, you know agreeing to it you can go to another temple <laughs> you know so that is the beauty of hinduism and that is the beauty of our uh, indic culture you know where each and every faith each and every uh, ritual each and every religion is given its own space and we need to learn to respect that each and every faith so it's, that's not very difficult i think Thank you so much, Shripati. I think we are now ready to take audience questions. So let me see. Uh, we have a question from Abhishek Banerjee. Uh, he says, rather, he asks, a lot of anti-Hindu campaigns are couched in language against sexism or against pollution or against civic issues like traffic. Because Hindus are very accommodating by nature, a lot of Hindus I meet on social media are falling for the propaganda against everything, from Shabarimala to Kavadiyas. If you argue back, it takes too many words and people say something like, Gyan mat do. How do you effectively get the message out? Who wants to take this? I think Padma can answer. Padma. Yeah, Padma ji. Yeah. See, um, my my golden rule is anybody says gyan mat do mute and uh, block that person <laughs> because the day you stop looking for gyan is the day you die wonderful very very and well said a, a, chi a, a child who is born is learning from the day he takes his first breath to the day he takes his last somebody says gyan mat do he is already dead his mind is dead I unplug, I do not waste my time. But the fact is this, many of the people who do this Gyan Maddo facade are actually people who want to look cool, who are into peer pressure and who feel that their social group is behaving in a certain way and giving out certain messages. And they have to somehow adhere to that, that message to be included in that group and be cool. And always my message uh, to such people is I... Uh, see, first of all, um, what irritates me most is people who refuse to read. <laughs> so, if you are, if you want everything given to you in the form of a pill, somebody grinds up everything, extracts all the best things, and given to you in the form of a pill, then you are a lazy person. But you know, uh, can't help it. We meet lazy person people also. So, I try my best to say that you know, what were the benefits of this particular ritual that we were we are talking about? Mm -hmm. If something you say, if a Kanvariya has taken a, 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 a breath and he is moving towards that, what is it that he gets out of it? And every village that he passes through, every road that he takes, everybody who serves food to them, everybody who gives them that little bit of money to say that take this as my chadhava, what is the benefit that, what is the domino effect that comes into society and for the Kanvariya himself? And what right do we have? take it away from somebody we might have achieved see there is a person there is something a saying that the english britishers have uh, probably uh, used for centuries and uh, something that we have not picked up from them remaining everything we have picked up is noblesse oblige that is the ability has to have an obligate obligation to uh, you know um, to serve the people who are not noble enough that is something that we have left let that is something that was there in our uh, in our core of our culture anybody who had excess of anything even if it is gyan even if it is money even if it is food if it is clothes he used to share it out so if you think that you are secure in your life and that you are 
um, you know, you are having a cool life where your traffic is most important. Spare a minute to think about that that person who's walking. He does not have half of what you might have. And this is probably giving him the fulfillment that you will that he would otherwise not get. What right do we have? Somebody says, shivling way, uh, you know, why are you wasting milk on a shivling? Why don't you feed the poor? That poor person who wants that, who will probably get his thirst quenched by that one glass of milk for one time, is also calling that Sadashiv sitting there. And he wants to, when he gets some money, he'll spare it and pour that milk. True. Because he is offering his love and affection to the Lord who is carrying him in the palm of his hands and taking him through crisis. There is a narrative that our Acharyas have built. That narrative includes a lot of accessories, a lot of stories, art, color, paintings, sensory inputs. See, my son has sensory issues. That's when I have really understood how soothing a temple is. That is a place where he is the calmest. You know, the smells, the sounds, the sights, the lights, and everything in a temple is soothed, is, is uh, designed to apply to a person's mind and calm him down. Make him receptive to the, the, the knowledge that is being given to him through the paintings and the mantras. So, um, when, when, whenever somebody says that this is not relevant anymore, I tell them to please take a step back and think what are the benefits that somebody who is doing this is receiving. And do you have a right or is it right to remove those benefits from that person? And if that, removing that ritual or something from that person will do some great social good far outweighs uh, you know the, the small benefits that an individual gets yes we are willing to consider it we are willing to consider it but you have to first have the, the, the um, courtesy to prove to me why something that I do for my personal benefits needs to be stopped just because it inconveniences you very well said thank you Padmaji Anjali ji I would like you to answer a question by uh, Neha Srivastavaji she asks, through ready to wait, we now have a template to work on issues that are in the court. However, there are a lot of issues that are just modifying public opinions, which often leads to Hindu leaders falling over backwards to accommodate the objections of atheist activists. How do we deal that, with that? For example, the current attacks on Kavadiyas. Anjali ji? Um, yeah, even ready to wait also faced a, a kind of a you know, uh, blockage or a kind of, uh, we, we really felt confused and perplexed to tackle the same uh, issue of people, the atheists from our side. That is a kind of, a, you know, atheist from the Hindu side is unable to understand and agree. They don't have to agree, but allow us to voice our opinion so uh, I think that is because even if our basic uh, Indian democratic post-independent is almost breeding more and more individuals through the education system and all to uh, people who are completely uh, guided by the Western notions of uh, every Western ideas. So even in the Hindu side also, to look cool and to be intellectual. So in general, 
to be an intellectual you need to be an atheist if you are a, a person who is doing puja part or who is actually uh, standing for the native traditions who is going for um, his family's ancestral rituals he is somehow um, would be looked down by everybody as some gaavke person you know this gaavke ladki and shahar ke ladki shown in the movies that debate difference in narrative that is a kind of uh, thing which is actually always in the discourse in india has been always one sided the people on hindu side have been sidelined a lot so being sidelined they were struggling to find out a space for them to get a, get the, them to uh, heard so in course of time they also got i think a bit uh, the politicians and the thought leaders also got influenced by their want for see, for gaining the approval of that atheist liberal that mainstream notions which will make them look like a intellectual so in order to look like an intellectual they have been telling this so first step to first step to break that notion first step to um, make ourselves our side to be our heard is to tell the world that see this want this thirst for being an intellectual looking an intellectual by being an atheist and dissing everything what our ancestors has been done that is not that cool we need to tell that firmly that it's not that cool anymore it has been may, may have been cool in a different india but now it's not then once we once it is not becoming that cool i think now already in twitter and all i think being an atheist is not that cool so so the, uh, the first step of uh, tackling that uh, difficulty of uh, hindu leaders also to you know count to move away from the atheist narratives or the you know that one first step is already we have overcame i think and about this even the kanwadia uh, issue basically kanwadias are coming from going through the a very volatile area like in that is you know western up it has been a highly volatile area in communal perspective communal terms for long and the demography also is very much negative for the kanwadia yatra to be peaceful so with that we when we analyze the kanwadia issue we need to put this this background this you know the where the actual situation of the setting where the kanwadias are go, walking through that has to be put into perspective first without considering this aspect people i saw in twitter people comparing shabrimala and kanwadias and telling see in shabrimala every year the ayappa devotees are walking and lot of millions of ayappa devotees are coming nowhere you saw an issue but there is one difference which uh, which is that in kerala or in tamil nadu i i, I see i have been uh, seen lot of ayappa devotees from tamil nadu and all traveling in train and i have been co passenger and i have seen ayappa devotees from i am from malabar and men from malabar almost lot of people from kannur and a lot of people will be coming for for shabrimala and they will be doing vradham for 41 days so that entire period they even the bus conductor of the in, in the bus which i was used to go to my high school he used to he used to be an ayappa devotee always then i remember how we being careful not to 
not to break his vratham by even unnecessarily touching in that crowded bus you know we were very conscious so that kind of conscious as an ordinary uh, person from that particular place that it was not just my individual consciousness but i got that consciousness from the other girls who were around me so that kind of consciousness is being shown by the people around uh, in the public when the ayapas go for their uh, pilgrimage the people really cooperate that's why there is no problem yes. it's not the not just that the ayapas are so peaceful they are non violent so they are everything is fine so in kanwadiya uh, problem the actual problem what happened is the setting where they are going through the western up there even the most uh, there you cannot just blame the kanwadias for all the issues because the basic setting is different from the setting through which ayapas has been going see in, look at the number of people who have been arguing that oh that they should have been behaved politely they should not uh, be violent violence has no place so this uh, this tradition has to be stopped all these people are telling that because their cars had to wait in the traffic because they felt like it's so nasty to see those all these unwashed people going through going in groups in through their roads where this car drivers the people with the cars are more are the rightful people to travel there are two things there one is this the people the people who are watching the kanwadiya should be compassionate to kanwadias then the can they also will behave well nowhere a two hands can break two two one single hand can make a clap one thing is that the second thing is the kanwadiya people what all facilities are there on the roads for the kanwadiya people to walk even a pedestrian normal person who would like to walk is unable to walk freely and safely in a road and even in in delhi chanakya that konart place last year when i tried to after coming in germany it was so it became so difficult for me to uh, for not follow traffic rules so uh, I, when i tried to cross a road through the zebra crossing i had to wait almost 15 minutes not because that there the, there is no zebra crossing or anything but the vehicles are vehicles don't care so considering that at a, that i think the people who drive vehicles in delhi since they are not following that uh, traffic zebra uh, lines how can they for argue about some kind of people walking along the through the sides of the road being so inconvenient and lawless that is the thing so when we ask these kind of questions Mm? Uh, they will fight the atheist might fight but the hindu leaders for example the bjp leaders they i think they need to bring this kind of an attitude basically they lack that attitude i don't know why but maybe a relentless uh, talking and more and more vocal um, you know more and more people being bold to talk all these um, bitter truths to may empower the politicians also to understand that whatever is shouted by the lakians delhi elitists are not the only narrative which can be done and which can be which can gain support that is one thing and another thing is that yeah politicians always will have the have the compulsions to 
please the 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 ones whom who will promote them or whose promotion will be valuable for them so for that we cannot help we can only what we can do is we also become somebody whose promotions will be valuable for the politicians for that i think the social media people in social media can unite together like us and build institutions and become more you know influencers that is another one way for uh, modifying and when the majority public comes that is also seen this ready to wait we got lot of flake from various quarters including and then including the hindutva side who still haven't ever voiced their uh, officially they are not bold enough to tell what is their stand in shabarimala case so far their organizations have not expressed or declared their official stand in this case hmm? so even after we could build a narrative even after we could actually turn a kind of you know even get a positive uh, no uh, appreciating comments from the court the politicians are yet to support us hmm? so i think um, the compulsions of politicians uh but in uh, of late uh, maybe in the last week and all we could see and slightly slightly many are coming up you know like we we are actually we didn't mean that way that the organization is having has told this also you know that kind of so success of a movement and turning the tide by the you know when you feel that there can be a victory then lot of people moved to this so building popular you know real public support building more and more uh, materials you know not just written every kind of materials and make the public aware of the nuances bring more and more popular support and that will force the politicians to change their opinion because they really are the people who dance according to the majority supporting true very true uh, it is already 8:41 and much as i would like to extend it for us together we will have to put a put an end to this particular conversation for now but perhaps we can convince these wonderful women to join us again sometime in the future thank you anjali ji padma ji and shilpa ji for being so generous with your thoughts and time uh, we wish you success in all your endeavors and hope that you continue to inspire people thanks are also due to my wonderful audience for their engaging participation and patience we hope that you found today's edition of indic chat uh, informative and enriching and uh, we look forward to your uh, participation in our next edition uh, the video of this interaction will be uploaded on the uh, youtube channel of indic academy very soon i would urge all of you to follow indic academy on twitter and facebook and also look us up on indicacademy.org i look forward to seeing you all in the next edition till then dhanyawad shine on namaste thank you